Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. I'm CBS 21 meteorologist Steve Knight along with... Hey, Steve, it's uh, Ed Russo. Ed, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, loving this weather. Oh my gosh, it's November. It's November, right? Yeah, really. I mean, I've been saying all week that it's more like early September instead of early November, but I think you could also you know, make the argument or make the case that it's more like early May. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this time of the year, it never lasts. I mean, this is actually lasting a pretty good while, but yeah, I think in the middle part of the month, we'll get more of a, it looks like it's going to trend more to what November should be like. Yeah. The, the, the proverbial other shoe in the yeah. uh, weather department is, uh, right. is going to drop, I do believe. And uh, the way I'm seeing it right now, kind of like ballpark, about two weeks from now. Yeah, I think I think we'll still be either above or kind of at average, uh, yeah. even into you know uh, ten days from now, twelve days from now, and then when I think we'll really, st- you know, basically just in time for Thanksgiving, uh, I think that's when we have our our best chance to maybe see some days where our our high temperature struggles to get to fifty. Yeah, and you know what? I I mean, some of the, some of the stuff has even been teasing. I think even possibly the first flakes of the season I could see around Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, Not it looks like, like but you know, flurry looks like a, a tale of two months almost. Yeah. Like the first half really warm, and then and I you know uh, that obviously has happened here before. It's like you know once the bottom falls out, it really falls out. Oh yeah. Yep. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I do think, yeah, mid-month, two weeks from now, like you said, we're going to start to see that. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, one of the other uh, weather stories that's going on across the country is uh, the fact that winter has arrived early uh, in the West and even in the Pacific Northwest. Have you seen some of the the snowfall numbers from this big storm system uh, this weekend? Yeah. It's, uh, they're big numbers that are going to be in the Cascades. And, and yeah. then, uh, the Sierra Nevada, I think, got pretty hit pretty good recently. It did. And as you know, but, you know, it's like, okay, you know, it's uh, early November and we're talking about some spots, 12 to 24 inches of snow potentially here. And, yeah. but bottom line is that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. Cause you know, in the spring, that snow will eventually feed a lot of the tributaries around there. Yeah. The Colorado river is like bone dry out West, you know, and they, you know, the continental divide, once you get to everything, either flowing toward the Mississippi or flowing toward the Colorado river and uh, boy, the Colorado river hasn't gotten a whole lot of love here uh, over really over the last decade or so. So it is actually somewhat encouraging. And, and also the areas that aren't going to get snow out of the system, heavy, I mean, a lot of rain and a lot of rain in California too. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of rain out there and they, they get, um, because it's been so dry, mm. they get a lot of um, a, a lot of. I don't know if you've seen video of this, but they get like this this ash yeah. that precedes the water. Yeah, so this looks like you have this um, rolling uh, ball of like dirt. Yeah, towards you, but it's actually being pushed by floodwaters because right. you know, when the ground's been so dry out there, the yeah. ground gets that kind of consistency where it just gets pushed. Yeah, wild. Yeah, you know, I was out there. I guess I've been home about two weeks now. I was out oh, there. Oh yeah, you for, were in L.A. Oh, you were in yeah. San Diego. Well, I was kind of in between. I was, I was. Yeah. Uh, for those folks that are familiar with that part of Southern California, I was in Orange County, which I was basically the Anaheim area. 
which yes. you know kind of splits the difference between San Diego and and uh and LA. But I mean, you know, it's just we always talk about perspective with weather and, you know, while we have been a little too dry uh, here in uh, central Pennsylvania, our rainfall deficit for the year right now is at about three inches. So yeah, it's been a little bit dry and there are some, you know, uh, voluntary kind of water restrictions that, uh, you know, have been uh, put out there for us here in central PA that have yet to be lifted. But I mean, you know, perspective folks, I mean, you want to know what, what, what dry weather looks like and dry conditions look like. Uh, I mean, out West uh, it's been going on for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very different than, than what we think of it here. Yeah. And I've got, I've got family that is in uh, Colorado and Colorado actually has been dealing with it as well. And um, what's becoming a really big, like hotly contested issue uh, out west, which again something completely foreign uh, to people, you know, in our area, water rights, and uh, there are these, you know, old documents that go back to the 1800s that that would, you know, way back when, where they designated water rights for either certain communities or areas or towns, and because the water situation is getting to be what it is, I mean, there's a, a whole lot of uh, legalese that's going on. There are, you know, basically uh, city council meetings and fights that are going on over water rights uh, because there are a lot of places out west where, you know, uh, the water, you know, in one town, for example, let's just say the same thing we're happening here. Basically, you know, Mechanicsburg is getting its water uh, from a water treatment facility in Lemoyne. <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah. Lemoyne is too dry, you know, so there's a lot of stuff that's going on out west. Um where water is becoming such a, a resource that there are political battles going on over water rights, which is something that's just so foreign to us here. Um, and obviously any kind of new construction or anything that's going on, everything out there, uh, you know, everything has to be low flow toilets, low flow shower heads. It's uh, yeah. it's, it's a whole different world out there. So there's a lot of, you know, so we've known ever since we started settling out West in yeah. 18- you know, 17, 1800s, um, that there are spots out West that are climatologically speaking dry. Oh yeah. yeah. Dry. So right. I, I guess when people move out there, yeah, you know, and they, you know, the, the you know, pe- people build these houses in these neighborhoods and they, you know, basically in a desert and, and, and you're yeah. trying to keep your green grass watered. I mean, you're yeah. a problem. I'm not trying to get like political here, but you're moving to an area that doesn't right. sustain greenery, but yet you want, I understand you want your property to look nice, but if you go, I mean, look at California. Yeah. You, you see that there's surrounding areas that are completely brown. And then you have a mansion with a beautifully manicured lawn. Yeah. It's like, it's at the end of the day, I mean, you can do what you want, but are you doing, I mean, it, it, it's it's not a good situation for you because I'm sure that the the water is bill is sky high. Yeah. But I mean, it it would just be more important to have a stone lawn, right? Rather than rather than grass, it's going to be easier on everybody because parts of the West just don't support that kind of vegetation. Yeah, and to your point, it is commonplace, uh, you know, in California, commonplace for folks to have a sprinkler system. 
for yep. their yards. Commonplace. Now, granted, the yards are a lot smaller, but point being is that most of most uh, spots have automatic sprinkler systems or the, or even manual ones where you know you can just go out and whatever now you know they do try to you know impose water restrictions all that kind of thing but as you know a lot of that is voluntary yeah. and because it it's it's purely it's 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 pure vanity really i mean for lack of a better term that uh, everybody out there just feels like their lawn has to be green we, meanwhile you know a sprinkler system here in central Pennsylvania for your lawn, it's rare. I mean, most people just, if their lawn browns out, they just kind of deal with it. Or maybe, you know, they might run the old uh, trusted, you know, <laughs> true value hardware sprinkler or something along those lines. But most people just, you know, if their lawn gets brown, it just gets brown. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's it's amazing. You know, I, I think people out east, you know, this is a very important topic because this puts it into perspective. I mean, if they were to go out there and live out there and be like, whoa, whoa, water is an actual problem. Yeah. I mean, people know it from a theoretical standpoint, but when you're actually going through it and, you know, you're, I mean, think about all the local elections out there. Think about how water is the main issue. Right. I mean, that's foreign to us. Yeah, you know, it is. We, we it's really foreign to us. We don't have concern that we're going to wake up and go to the bathroom. We aren't going to be able to brush our teeth because we don't have running water. Yeah. There's times a day where the water company will literally shut it off. Yeah. You to get your teeth brushed, yeah. your shower right. done for this time. Otherwise, there's going to be no running water. Yeah. You know, it's, it's absolutely fascinating to me. Um, I, I got out to Colorado, uh, about a year ago, and then I was at just recently in California. And, um, for those who, who don't travel much out West, it is, it is absolutely fascinating to me, um, how much different things are there. Uh, you know, how, how much water has become, you know, an, an issue out there and, and at times a political issue and, you know, and then, you know, when, when, when we come back here and, you know, we are talking about it being, you know, unseasonably dry and, and, uh, you know, I have people, as you know, Ed, this happens to you all the time too, but you know, people always want to talk weather with us and, and whether it's somebody I know, a neighbor, or even somebody that I might run into in the grocery store, you know, sometimes the, the whole conversation will turn toward, uh, boy, we need rain and, and, you know, gosh, it's been so dry and, you know, and I always try to couch that discussion with, <laughs> Kind of like a, well, yeah, you know, we, we do, we, we have been a little bit dry, uh, no doubt, you know, we could use some rain, you know, but, you know, I always try to say to people, you know, um, it is, we are so far and we are so lucky a, but we are so far, so far removed from what they live with every day out West. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's, again, we hear about it. Now you see it because you go out there almost daily to visit, right? I, I go out about once a year, yeah. Yeah, and and is the problem worse every year you go out? Yeah, it really hasn't improved. I I, I wouldn't say there's you know there it hasn't gotten better. Uh, in in some places it's gotten worse, and certainly no improvement. Right, and then you have the whole, you know, and and all of this is connected to the whole climate change debate that's going on. So it kind right. Of gets you know, it, it because anything when you're talking about resources, when you're talking about a resource that is determined by or the amount of, of that of that said resource is determined by weather conditions. Yeah, you very quickly get into a climate political argument. And it, it's just doesn't I, take much. No, it doesn't take much. I mean, I, I, I can only imagine what the yeah, what the ads are like. Yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, that would be a whole other tangent that is not even weather related. But I would say this, that uh, having that to me was also just very, very interesting because, you know, you and I are both are, are news junkies. It's what we do. Uh, you know, watching local news uh, is something that's of high interest to us. So, you know, oftentimes when I'm traveling, even if I'm even if I'm just stopping over somewhere in a hotel or or whatever, like, oh, I got to turn on local news, you know, and see, see, see what it looks like, see what they're talking about, you know, and, you know, form an opinion. But so I did obviously made a point to watch some, some local news, uh, out of LA when I was out there and, um, the political ads, it's just interesting to see what people out there, what the political focus is and what the fights are over and what they're yelling at each other over, mm-hmm. uh, because we're in a midterm and it's, it's mainly statewide elections only. And, uh, it's just interesting to to see, you know, what 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 is the, what is the big thing that everybody's yelling about out there at each other over versus what are the big issues here in Pennsylvania? Right. And right. obviously California, I mean, there you know, the the climate thing in California is not that it's not a a political issue here, but it is very high on the agenda out there. It is. I mean, at the end of the day, the the state has more they have more extremes. So yes. When you're talking about a, you know, you know, when you're talking about the concern over how a change in climate over a period of time could affect, right. people, especially in a place where you already have, I don't like, I mean, I shouldn't call it extreme weather. I mean, California, it has desert, it has rainforest, it has, right. it has snow-capped mountains. I mean, it has. Yeah. Thing. got so, everything it, it, it's are, basically its own country almost yeah. in, you know in terms of its economy and in terms of uh its weather its terrain it really is kind of its right. own country so you have so many things like you may have a lot of you mean you know you may have dry weather that may impact parts of the state in a positive way but other parts in a negative way you may have flooding or you know a lot of rain which may benefit parts of the state but then other parts of the state won't do well with more rain you know it's just yeah there's there's it's a very diverse state just because very diverse geographic location and just yeah. how the weather works around that kind of geography. yeah i think when people think about california they you know they think of la they think of uh you know san francisco san jose uh, maybe they think of san diego they certainly think of the beach disneyland all of that stuff yeah. but i don't think people realize how much of california is very very rural um, very right. rural and, and how much of it is, is ag driven. I mean, there's a, a you know, yep. so much produce and agriculture, uh, that comes out of California. Really it is. Well, I believe and I, I may be wrong here, but, but I, I think I'm going to be in the neighborhood that I believe California is the sixth largest economy in the world. As like, a. Yeah, in other as words, like as compared to other nations. That's like a political boundary we're talking uh, yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, if it was its own country, it would be the sixth biggest yeah. economy in the world. Yeah. If it stood alone as its own country. You know what I mean? In other words, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's uh, from an economic standpoint, between everything that's going on out there, but also the ag side of things, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's its own world out there. And anybody that's got California on the bucket list, I would say, uh, go and check it out. It's, it's, uh, it's different. That's for sure. It is very different yeah. <laughs> in the Northeast and very different than, uh, I mean, it's just, you think about the rainforest, which is, I guess, I guess that would be Redwood national park. Sure. Yeah. There, I mean, yep. it's cloudy and rainy all the time there. Yeah. And you've got death Valley. Yeah. 
desert and dry. I mean, it, it literally has every kind of climate you could think of. Yeah. It, it, you know, Fascinating. Um, well, that gets me back to, uh, you know, talking about, you know, uh, every kind of, every kind of climate, uh, you know, it seems lately that, you know, we've been kind of yo-yoing back and forth here, uh, in central Pennsylvania, you know, I, we have our winter weather special that's, uh, coming up here. We're going to air that on the 17th of November at uh, five 30. You've been working on it. I've been working on it, but I, I got something I got to throw out at you here. Speaking of climate and all of that stuff. So I was doing a little bit of research, uh, regarding kind of looking toward this winter so i'm going to put you on the spot ed Uh-oh, Tom but I, I have i have a feeling you're going to be you're going to be in the neighborhood here so i okay. went back and looked of the last 24 months so in other words the last two years starting in october of 2020 through october of 2022 of those 24 months how many do you think came in above average in terms of overall mean temperature 20 uh, oh, oh over the last 24 months oh yeah how many out of 24 were above average okay from october 2020 to october 2022 i would say uh 16 ed i, I knew you'd be in the ballpark it's 18 awesome. so i knew i knew you know this is the kind of thing that, that you and i and Tom, of course, as well, you know, always are are, are keeping tabs on. So I, I knew you'd be, I, I almost put you really, I almost put you really on the spot. I almost said to you within three months, either way, I need you to tell me. Yeah. I just gave you the three month guarantee. Yes. The three month guarantee. There you go. The three month yeah. guarantee. So, but that works out to 75%. So uh, my point being is that, uh, but you know, it's what's interesting is one of the six months that was below average was this past October. So, you know, uh, yeah, we we broke the streak a little bit uh, with this past October. So, you know, you kind of never know, but that kind of is that kind of that whole kind of thinking, you you know, as well as I do, you never know and you never know what mother nature is going to bring you next. But, you know, I really, you know, over the next six months, we get into the winter here. I, I don't see enough overwhelming evidence out there to suggest that we're going to have some big pattern flip where we're suddenly going to go into, you know, four months in a row here where we're going to be below average. If I had to place a bet, I would obviously at this point in time place my bet on being that uh, the winner of this year is going to come in at least at least a little above average. Yeah, especially with the La Nina. Especially with the La Nina. Exactly. Especially with the La Nina pattern, which uh, will... We'll, we're going to dive more into that in the uh, in the in the winter weather preview. I don't want to give away, you know, everything that we're going to talk about. Well, there's uh, one interesting. There was one interesting stat about the 18 months being above average. So, yeah. you talk to anybody, um, and, and this is something I've definitely noticed in most of the months that were above average. Yeah. You ask anybody, they're going to assume, wow, we must have reached a, a lot of record highs each of those 18 months. And Good point. Well, I, it, it's record highs were almost unheard of. What made the month above normal wasn't the high in the afternoon. It was yeah. mostly the overnight lows that didn't drop. Right. Which yeah. raised our average temperature for the month. So, yeah. you know, overnight lows, it's kind of like people don't really care. They don't out overnight. They don't. I, I, ne- I never, it's one thing I totally notice, especially doing, you know, doing the morning shift. Yeah. All people care about is the afternoon high. 
Yeah. And so- when you, even when you try to get the point across of, and this week's a good example of, Hey folks, not only is it, you know, going to be, you know, warm during the day, but uh, what's so unusual is uh, these overnight lows, you know, Ed, we have yet to at HIA get to even 32 degrees. Hasn't happened yet. The lowest temperature we had was this past weekend when we got to 33. And it never got to 32 yet. It never got to 32 yet. They had so, 33 this past weekend. I believe it was Sunday morning. We had pretty widespread frost. That's yeah. now look, that's officially at HIA where our records are kept. There are plenty of spots throughout central Pennsylvania that did get down to 32 or lower. Uh, but officially at HIA, we have yet to get the 32 degrees. I got to tell you, I'm working the morning show. You have to know this and filling in for you. I, I swear, I, I I don't, I'm not questioning the sensor there, but. Oh yeah. No, I have, I have questioned it for years. I, I mean, geez. I have questioned it for years and I don't know if it has to do with the fact that the, they're, the, you know, the, where I they're at the right along Hannah the river. Right there. And it's yeah. not like the Susquehanna river is this small pond. I mean, you literally can be five degrees warmer when you're right by the Susquehanna River. Yeah, I, I think that has to be the factor because, uh, you know, as you know, I've been sitting in this chair here at CBS 21 doing this for a long time. And I'm the general trend at HIA for overnight lows, I would say the general trend is probably three and a half to four degrees higher than many of the other reporting stations and it, it, you know even new cumberland which yeah. the reporting station there is at the airport which is close to the river but not as close as as it is at hia well, this you is know, some, well, i would yeah. actually like to go to hia and see where it is i yeah i'm kind of curious myself i think you know, I, I, is it right on the is it on the ground taxing, is it elevated how high is it elevated i you know that's something you and i should do we should we should take a field trip over there well i know i that's a story i think it is a story and and when I'm when I'm taxiing on the tarmac, yeah. I think I see it. It's just to the south of the of the main runway, which okay. needs to be towards the terminal side. Yeah. But you know, the other interesting thing is I notice Harrisburg's a lot warmer, especially when you have a light east wind. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out why is that? Like York will be reading 40, Gettysburg will be 38, Lancaster will be 45, Lebanon right. will be 42, Harrisburg right. will be 50 on a light east wind. So if you're looking across the river, there's a ridge. Yeah. There's a ridge there. And on an east wind, that air goes down the west side of that slope and probably yeah. heats up one or two degrees. Right. So I'm wondering if that also plays a role. And then that warmer air then flows over the already warm Susquehanna. Absolutely. So I'm that happens all the time, as you know, advection fog and the Susquehanna go hand in oh hand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm I'm really wondering. I just, I, I, the only reason I, I have a problem with the sensor because it's not representative of the area. And, and I have the same issue with York. Oh, York. Well, do I, yeah. Thomasville. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. That's that. Conversely, Thomasville is always three and a half to four degrees colder. Yeah. You know? And that's if you're near Thomasville airport, like that, nobody's there. I mean, it's a, yeah, people are there, but it's very rural there. So oh, yeah. Again, a lot of people aren't experiencing that temperature. And you can see it's a bowl. It just all that cold air just sinks to the bottom. And yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah, it's in a uh, it's in a bowl. You know. So I yeah, I always have to kind of toss toss York's Thomasville reading. And I, I feel like I uh, like, hey, it's a chilly morning out there. Oh, but Harrisburg's 50. I always feel like I have to like yeah. 
say explain why but i know i know i know and you know well this morning's a great example and uh, i think folks know that uh we always record this on a friday so we're sitting here on friday the fourth and uh this morning's a great example uh there were some areas that had uh, a little bit of fog a little bit more cloud cover and uh i had temperatures anywhere from 50 to 39 so you know how do you tell people to dress I know. You know, it's like mm, some spots, and, and you know. Harrisburg, you know, wait, was Harrisburg 50? Harrisburg was not 50. I'm trying to remember who was 50. It may have been Lebanon. I can't remember. Okay. But uh, yeah, on the temperature map, I had a 50 and I had a 39. And the 39 was York. Yeah. Of course. Yep. You know, so it's like, okay, uh, well, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, as you know, then you do the bus stop forecast. So, so what do you say the temperature is out at the bus stop? You know, and I went, um, uh, I think I, I think I went with like 44 because that was kind of right. like the average. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you know, sometimes when you're doing local weather in a certain market, it'll be OK. Oh, yeah. The mountains are going to be in the 40s today. The yeah. valley is going to be in the 50s. Right. It's just going to be right around 60. Yeah. I mean, Pretty it's diverse. Like we, yeah. It's not like we have all of those. Yeah. But for whatever reason, just the topography yeah. I, obviously has an influence in the large Sure. Sure. So warm weather continuing here through the weekend. Um, I think Monday's the day we've got a chance. Maybe Monday, the record for Monday, I looked it up is 75. I think that's in play on Monday. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. And Saturday, I mean, either getting close, maybe tying, yeah. depending how things set up, maybe breaking um, a record tomorrow or for Saturday is 79. I don't see that outside chance Sunday. We've got a record of, uh, I believe 77. So it's like yeah. 70, 79, 77, and 75, right. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So of the three days, Monday's the best chance, but um, in, in that range, in that ballpark. It's crazy to just in November to get three in a row days of, of 70s. Yeah. I mean, one, and, and it's usually let, followed by a really bad front. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, and here we sit less than three weeks away from Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, certainly doesn't feel like it just yet. But as we talked about earlier, we think that's going to change second half of the month. Yeah, I think so, too. So we shall see. Yeah. All right, Ed. Well, listen, uh, they're getting ready to uh, do some stuff in the studio here for Face the State. Right. So <laughs> before we get drowned out on the speaker system, probably should wrap up uh, this week's edition. But, yeah, enjoy the warm weather, folks. Have a great weekend, Ed. You got any big plans? Um. Yes, I work. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, that that is such a such a, a a rude move on my part. The guy yeah, that is off man. on the weekends asking the guy that uh, always holds down the fort for us on the weekends. You know, hey, you I'll, got any big plans? Yeah, no, I'll definitely be out and up. I might go for a bike ride and stuff. I know you always find a way to get out and I, about. I yeah, always my, see your, your post on social media. Having a, she's yeah. having like a she moved recently so she's having like a gathering of some of her friends and we're all gonna ha do that midday on saturday probably yeah great so, weather for it. the weather for the penn state game out in indiana does not look good but i've got a tv that i have mounted a on my back porch so i think i'm gonna watch penn state play indiana on saturday in some nasty rainy windy weather and uh, bask in the glow of mid-70s temperatures on a yeah, saturday not, how's that not, sound not a bad Day. not a bad way to go not a bad way to go so we hope everybody has a great weekend always good catching up with you ed you too steve
All right. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. And thanks for tuning in to another edition of It's Raining Mets.